audio is live. Hey. There he is. And We're doing it. We are live. We Whoa. have video. We have video. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Dude, thanks for coming. Hey, thrilled to be here. This is this is cool, dude. You drove all the way here to do uh, to do this show. That's yeah. a, that's awesome, bro. It's been a real Lord of the Rings kind of journey. No doubt, though. Traffic, two I, crazy mics. Yeah, how was Frodo? How was what? How was Frodo? Frodo? Oh, dude. That's my boy. He was in the car the whole time with me. His spirit was yes. with me. He said, keep going. We used to <laughs> we used to call him Ring Neck in high school. And uh, <laughs> it's because he used to choke himself when he would masturbate in the stall. Mm. And one time I called him and I was like, Frodog. Oh. I was like, is this happening right now? And he was like, my precious. That's all he said, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> That's funny, man. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. Glad you came here. Uh, for the people at home who don't know, this is Jack Snodgrass, uh, comedian, former pro baseball player. Former pro baseball player. That's such a cool thing, dude. That's a, I think that's a big reason for me. Like when I heard that about you, that I wanted to like kind of hear your story and like how you came up because that's such an interesting like kind of transfer and you know to kind of go from a pro sports player to being a comic. Like, yeah, that's, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I never I never played in the big leagues, but I think if I did. I would never have started comedy. Okay. Because no one was trying to hear that. Right. Like a guy who played in the big leagues bitch about his life, you know? Yeah. But, but the minor leagues, it keeps me relatable. You Dude. know, like just relatable enough. Yeah. You're almost like, uh, what's, <laughs> um, Eats Bound and Down. What's uh, Danny McBride? Yeah, Danny McBride. Yeah, so you were like at that level, basically, like where it's like minor league. You could still, you still have Kenny shit to bitch about. Kenny yeah, Powers? Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Powers. What did I yeah. call him? Yeah, it was very much like that. Yeah, for real. Because well, he actually played in the big leagues, and he had a fall from grace. Right. I never, I never got to grace. I love that show so much, though. You, you gotta love it as a baseball fan too, right? Of course, of yeah. course. Played down in Mexico. Yeah, no, I played in, uh, I played in Venezuela. Oh, turn the mic around. You gotta talk into the this front of the circle. Yeah, if you pick, yeah, if you pick it up, then uh, that we, yeah, try it now. Is that better? Yeah, there you okay. go. You were talking to the back of it. It's okay. Yeah, you couldn't right. see it because the cover. Talking to the ass of the microphone. Yeah, people yeah. at home are going to be like, what is it? What is he saying in the back? Do you guys have him in a pillowcase? We actually did, but that was before the show. So mm. he, he gets to come out uh, every episode. Hell yeah. That was that was creepy. I got weird. Um, so you went to uh, you went to college uh, right like right out of high school for ball. Yeah, you got yeah, yeah. I went I went to uh, Walter State. Was that a scholarship or did you just get picked up from uh, a team? Or? It was a scholarship. Okay, but not not much of one because my uh, in high school I was hurt. Like I didn't basically play my senior year. Okay, my elbow was fucked up, and so I thought I could, my going into my senior year I kind of had like some clout. Like there, I had kind of there was professional teams looking at me a little bit, and I was getting like some attention from bigger schools. And I was like, hell yeah, dude! It's almost like maybe it helped you. You think because uh, it gave you like a little bit of a, like he's going away for right now. This kid's like maybe people talk about you that you got injured and you kind of couldn't play. Uh, probably. Like, where's he if at? I, if I had gone to a major university, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have sniffed the field because I just wasn't ready. But at a, at a community college, I had the opportunity because that was that was like the pitch. For community colleges because we were really good i i was like i'm gonna go play community college with a bunch of fucking jabronis yeah like an adult softball league that thought but that it wasn't like that at all okay the team i signed with that they had just won the national championship and i showed up i showed up the first day of practice and i was the only dude on the team who had not been drafted and i was like 
dude. Like, I'm gonna have to go home on Thanksgiving and tell my parents how I got redshirted at community oh, college. Wow, dude. I was like, this is bad. Yeah, this is bad. So they, everyone was very good, and I, I like I, I played a lot my freshman year. And I was okay, but they were they were just so much, and, and so many people were taking steroids and shit. Yeah, call it. it was crazy, just vicious. It was insane. They were all trying to get to the big leagues, yeah, though, right? It, it was all people who were like any very, avenue. Yeah, they didn't really have the grades to go to like big schools, but they had the talent. Yeah. So and they could keep draft eligibility by going because if you go to like university, if you go to Ohio State out of high school, you can't get drafted till your junior year. But out of community college, you were draft eligible every single year. Okay. So it gives you a lot of flexibility. As far as flexibility and, like, when you are a ball player, do you get leniency, do you say, with, like, your courses and, like, showing up to class and, like, actually having to do the curriculum? I mean, is there any sort of leniency Bro, as far as, like, the guys who were, like, the best players in the school? I'm sure. And from my experience, no. Okay. College baseball, no, because no one cares. Okay. College football Yeah. or basketball, I'm sure that shit happens. But baseball – you, we don't. We never generated enough money for anyone to like give us to like turn the other way. You know, like we're okay. always like, oh yeah, he's good at sports, but that's but why. He's yeah, here. no, we they were super strict. We had to go to class. Why well, GPA was important, and like if they caught you not going to class, they would make everyone else run while you watched them, and they'd be like, hey. Uh, Bobby fucked up and didn't go to class, but the rest of you assholes got to run. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. And so it's like military. Oh yeah, very much. In that very way, much. As yeah, far a as lot the of pressure, a lot of punishment. Like we get caught drinking or partying, and they would just fucking. Damn. Wreck, they would wreck us, dude. It was bad, like Damn. real bad. So how long were you in school? Uh, two years there, and then I transferred to uh, Austin P State University. Uh, and where's that? P State. Uh, <laughs> where, where do you think it is? Uh, Austin, Texas. No, that's oh. what everybody says. It's in uh, it's in Clarksville, Tennessee. It's which oh. is basically Nashville. Okay. Uh, like forty miles west. But uh, yeah, Austin P. I was there for three years. My junior year, I got there. I was kind of like kind of like a hot shit recruit. Like yeah. I, they brought me in to be like a guy for them. And uh, I was like, hell yeah, dude. I was like, this is like, and I was, I'd gotten like physically mature and like, I was really kind of coming into my own. And I was like, dude. What position did you play? Pitcher. You were a pitcher. Mm hmm. And so you're fucking knocking them out, huh? Uh, Striking them out. So I, yeah, that wasn't really my, at that point, I, I was starting to get like dominant. Yeah. A little bit. Like, I, I, I was like, hell yeah. I was like, this, I'm envisioning what I wanted to become. Hell yeah. yeah. But then I got hurt. I tore my labrum and had a horrible season full of pain and disappointment. You still played through the tear. Yeah, because my it still it still it just hurt. Okay, it, but it was functional, and that's in your arm. Yeah, and but then it got so bad to where it wasn't functional. Like my arm was like clicking and locking out of place, and I was like, oh fuck, like this is. My boy not... Baker Mayfield just had the same injury. Yeah, yeah, no you kidding. can you can run you can play through it if it's not it's the rotator cuff that my my rotator cuff was frayed, but I'm sure his is too. But to it, you can play through it through a little bit, but eventually it kind of stops. But uh, so then I missed my true senior year with the surgery, and then I came back my fifth year senior year and was kind of a different person and a different pitcher, much more mature, and just kind of like happy to be there, you know? Yeah. Because I, I had gotten, I was like, I'd bought into the, I was like, dude, I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to make money. Like, this is, I, because I was really feeling confident and like seeing a future. But when I got hurt, it changed everything, you know? Yeah. And, <clears throat> Did you yeah. did you think to yourself like maybe you weren't cut out for it or just you had a bad break or like what was your kind of thought process 
because you obviously still played after that, right? You, I mean, you you go to the yeah, you yeah, actually yeah, yeah. go to the leagues, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so like, what was the how was that fallout and then recovery uh, from that situation? It was, it how was did actually, you come back? It was actually kind of nice. Like it was obviously like worst case scenario because having that big of a surgery that young is like automatically puts a cap on your career. Because the, the people know that you've been injured before and Dam- you only have so many good. miles. Yeah, your damaged goods. Wow, yeah, wow. damaged goods, yeah. And it, so a lot of people, they tear their elbow ligament and they get Tommy John surgery. Have you heard of that? No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like a very basic, just a, they, they usually pull a ligament out of you somewhere and they tie it up. But that's usually what pops on pitchers. But I didn't have okay. that. And, and it's so common that if you have it, it's not that big of a deal. People come back from it sometimes twice. The shoulder, way different. Like gotcha. it not it, it, the surgery had come along, you know, quite a bit in the last like the ten years before I got it. But it used that used to be something that ended your career, like no in sure. the eighties and nineties. Like you're you're done. But now, you got this in college, right? So yeah. you're, you're probably thinking at first, like, yeah, am I going to go anywhere after this? Right? Are you? No, I'm, I was crazy. I was like, I'm coming back. I'll you be, come, no matter like, I'm what, back. I'm coming back. I'll be better, and it, it all it'll all be fine. It'll Dude, all, it's drive like that that makes you know great. Not just athletes, but great people. You know, uh, well, people that fucking do that. Seriously, that's <laughs> cool. Dude, that's dope. You're like, no, my shoulder was gonna fall off, and I was like, I'm gonna go back the next season. Yeah, well, that's just, powerful shit. Well, I had nothing else going for me, bro. I was like, this is it. I have no plan B. It's just a fucking young baseball. stud out there, fucking, fucking <laughs> in Tennessee, just fucking. <laughs> <Stop>. in- <laughs> uh, he was like, well, there's always the coal farm, mama, or yeah. the coal mines. You know, it's for I'm real. Just gonna though. stay down here, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's cl- as a co- now that I'm a comic, it's, it's clear that I still don't have a plan B. You know what I'm saying? Like I did, then, I don't now. Right? I, just, I was gonna be like, <laughs> "Is this your plan B?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's see. So fifth year senior year was really cool. Like it was like, it w- I could not have asked for a better like last year of college. Yeah. Then I got drafted, and then played with the Giants and Rangers for the next five or six years. Uh. Most of the, my time was in Double A, um, which is like that's legit minor leagues. I feel like yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, they say that if you can play in Double A, then you can play in the big leagues. Those are the guys that are that are next up, though. Typically, right? They get drafted typically, out, if they're not drafted from the other teams. Then t- typically, they are drafting them from the the, the minors. It's a it's a pool of players that if you if you can like have success there, then all of Major League Baseball sees it and will give you it. It puts you in like a an elite portion because in the big leagues there's not much difference between the uh, your average big leaguer and your average double a guy yeah other than like salary but the only thing is the big leagues the pressure's higher the the uh it's way more competitive yeah and they're superstars and hall of famers and like vets you have to be like a certain type of person to even handle that for sure. To so, be around those guys like, and to rub elbows with them and stuff. Yeah. I mean, success in the minor leagues does not guarantee any success in the big leagues. There's been a lot of guys. I mean, it's there uh, to me looking at now that I'm out, I feel like there's three types of big leaguers. There's kind of like just the main pool of guys who were good in double A AA and triple A and they're kind of up and down in the big leagues. And then there's like guys who play five, six, seven, eight years in the big leagues, kind of vets. And then there's like superstars that people build, build their franchises around and I was neither of the top two. I would have been a guy who was just kind of like coming like in and out. Yeah. But um, at some point in my career, I was definitely, I was like, okay, I'm good enough to be in the big leagues. But I was with, 
was with the Giants, and they were winning a World Series like every year when I was with them. Yeah. So they didn't give a fuck about the minor leagues. Exactly. And I, but I, I didn't understand that. I was like, I'm doing well. Why not put me in the big leagues? What, I got a crazy idea. Let's yeah. let's let's do this. They're like, we got a winning team already. Yeah, they essentially, had, they, they had they never needed me. But it's like they have some of those teams. They have so much money that that, that the reason that they have these minor league teams and these other things set up underneath them is because they need those crops to be growing because these players are going to get injured every year after year. They mm-hmm. are replacing them with the next big thing. And you think a lot of that has to do with like social media and politics and stuff too, as far as guys who get to go to the next level? Mm-hmm. Or do you think that comes with the fame and with the signing of the big teams? The only thing that's political about it, I think, is like guys who they're really invested in. Mm-hmm. They gave, you know, an 18 year old guy, you know, $10 million and they've kind of groomed him for six years in the minor leagues, and now he's ready to – like that guy's going to get plenty of opportunity okay. to struggle. And so it's how much they care about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, if, if they're invested in you, then, you know, it's, it's their right to choose who they want to be on their team. Now, I was, ta- I was talking to you earlier about how uh, some of these agents are paying the minor league players. Yeah. It was Tatis that took that deal. How much money? Um, I can look it up real quick, but, um, yeah, explain to me what you guys are talking okay, about. Okay. So, uh, minor league players make dirt. A lot of them do. A lot of them are drafted from like South America and they're brought up here and they're living in rooms with like six other players. They're not even There's, making working wages, living no, wages. No, no I, absolutely not. Really? I, they've improved it a little bit over the last couple of years, but no. <laughs> he, uh, he signed a $340 million 14-year deal with the Padres. Right. So, let's see this what... This is a guy who just came out of the major leagues. Uh, or the minors. Like, he, he, was a, minors. he was a rookie a couple uh, years ago. Couple uh, years so, you know ago. how I said that, like, organizations, they pick a guy when he's 16 and they give him a lot of money and then they groom him. He's been groomed and now he's, like, their guy. Okay. He's, like, the LeBron of their team. He's, like, their future of the, of the Padres. So... He was saying something about how agents are basically giving minor leaguers cash in return. They get a huge, yeah, they, a bigger portion of their major three hundred and fifty thousand dollars while they're in the minors, and then they get like. I'm trying to I'm trying to find out what he had to pay his agent because it's absolutely insane. I think it's like something like twenty to twenty five percent of that. Yeah, I mean, but that like that's what are insane. No, but it's only that high with. Uh, that type of thing because of it being like like we're giving you this money so that you you're able to make it so you're not sleeping in a room yeah, with like six a, other guys. It's, it's like a like status a, symbol, but like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to these guys that are coming up here from like Latin America countries right. uh, and stuff like that. They, that's more money than they've ever seen in their whole entire life. Those and that's dudes play hard. so hard, too, because they don't have off-seasons down there, and it's just warm all year round. Yeah. They just go so fucking hard. Some of the best players in history, like Sammy Sosa, fucking... Mm-hmm. Those, those dudes don't play around down there at all. No, I used to... I played in Venezuela for a couple winters. Really? Yeah. For, for a couple winters? No shit. Yeah. Because I... Because you make no money in normal minor leagues. Okay. But if Venezuela or... Or Dominican Republic, or Puerto Rico, Mexico, you can actually make money, but you have to. The, the catch is you play during your off season, so you play a full season for the Giants, and then you go to Venezuela from November 
October to like January. Damn, so no and off days. You're just going yeah, hard all you, year. But they pay well. Yeah. All cash. And then um <laughs> and then you start your next season with the Giants like two months later. Yeah. So it it's a it's a bear, but was, at some point it was like, damn, dude, I was like, I'm kinda of stuck in double A. I need some extra like I'm a, I'm running out of money. Like I can't keep playing. I can't justify this unless I get some cash. Yeah. So the Venezuela thing was a no brainer. And it was awesome. That, it, yeah, it, how, it was so sick. I was gonna say how how amazing the was best. it down there? It was the best. Probably some of like the best baseball memories I've ever had. Like it was so sick. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, because they treat you they treat you like big leaguers down there because that that is their that is their major league season, and you're playing against a lot of other big leaguers like Venezuelan big leaguers and all that stuff. It's just a it's like a really fun, and the fans are crazy. Like yeah, the game it feels like a soccer game. I was gonna say I'm not yeah. familiar with the uh, with the baseball down there, but I know the soccer fans are insane. Yeah, it's it's, it's like. New that. world down there. Yeah, right. yeah. So uh, I'm sure they're not beheading the umpires down there like they do, <laughs> like a lot of the soccer refs. Do oh, they, they behead the soccer refs? Do, do they? <laughs> uh, yeah, this was like back, like probably ten years ago. They like uh, it was like a Brazil game, and um, hit a bad call. Damn. A lot of that stuff down there is ran by the cartels. I mean, even the governments. It's all cartel yeah, i heard that shit about uh baseball in uh taiwan you think yeah yeah it's like heard, the mob, like i heard the they would like they would like leave money in your locker and if you took it then they knew that yeah 2013 they knew they knew that uh you'd be down to fucking go out there and throw games <laughs> oh wow yeah damn no i oh. never actually witnessed that but that's just what i heard did you play in taiwan i, I thought about it I yeah got, I, you I, had I, some opportunities oh well yeah. he had it coming to him so <laughs> the ref, you gotta yeah. tell, okay, tell us the story. Um, well, uh, it says uh, Brazil referee decapitated after stabbing player oh, okay. to death. To death. Yeah, to that death. changes things. Yeah. 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 So like I had heard, I had only. I think that's a little over the top, ref. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah. Oh wow. Um, they take their soccer serious. Though. While we're while we're still talking about baseball, I'm gonna pull up a couple of these these clips to show. Uh, to show our guy here, curated a couple here for you. Uh oh. Um, let's see. What we got here. This is just a little little TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you see? I gotta see that again. Okay. okay. That back? I was looking at the catcher. Oh shit! That. <laughs> oh bro. Oh my god. Have you ever seen anyone get hit with a bat like that? Uh, one more time, please. Okay. <laughs> From the top. Oh, oh. Fuck. is that kid bald? Uh, I'm no, gonna, I'm gonna no, say no, no. No, my bad. This is what what I noticed the most, and for the people at home, you can't see this, but we just witnessed a kid who released a bat during a uh, a hit, and he just hit the. Is that the ref? Maybe or? no, that's like his dad. Okay, there's just yeah. an older gentleman to the left of him. As a he coach, just, he just throws a bat right in his face. The distance that the bat goes after it hits him is what surprises me. <laughs> yeah, I'm it watching. Do you right see it? It's just so crazy how far it goes all the way to the fence. Watch. Those it oh. hits the fence. <laughs> Okay. What I kind of momentum I, did the kid have? I mean, he's a fucking slugger. Yeah, get that. Jesus, bro. That was that's crazy. Those bats are crazy though. They're very that doesn't surprise me. Is that me. an the, aluminum? It's aluminum style something. bat. Yeah, okay. It's like lightning. What's the difference in a wooden and an aluminum bat if, well, to a guy like you? Because I have no idea. Uh, the aluminum bat can hits the ball way harder. The ball the ball comes off 
harder. Is because it's a hollow bat. What's you, the, you do you know the science that, behind that? No, but okay. I, I'll try. Like uh, it hits hard. I hit it hard. It goes you, far. With the bat, it's harder. <laughs> go far. Fucking, it goes hard. <laughs> Metal bat make go bang. Uh, far bang. <laughs> <laughs> Very primitive. Yeah. The wood is not so strong, <laughs> but the metal is stronger. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. the the I all right. So the the those aluminum bats are lighter. Okay. So those little kids can fucking whip them around. I got you. So even a smaller person. Yeah. Uh, oh, that makes sense. But uh, so if they were using aluminum bats in the big leagues, it would, somebody actually could get killed. Okay, because yeah. these guys are so strong. So strong. And, yeah. 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 What's so, the fastest that someone can like throw a pitch? Like, what's uh, in the world? Do you have any idea? It's a uh, hundred and five miles per hour is the record. Okay. I think. Yeah. One hundred five or one hundred six. Being a, you were a pitcher, so you I've didn't been, have to worry I, I, about that. No, you were bullshit. the guy. Bullshit! I've been hitting. I have been hitting. I, no, I have been struck by balls going really? over hundred miles an hour. Really? Off the they, I throw it, they hit it, and then it hits me. Jesus! It's a fucking nightmare. Jesus! It's a guy because I wasn't that good of a fielder. Okay. You know, like I was all right, but like, and sometimes sometimes you make those plays, but sometimes you throw it, and you it's crazy because you see it come off the bat, and you're like fuck. That's coming. That's, yeah. and, but and then it's on you. So you like have you have like it's like God gives you like a millisecond to either cover your dick or your face, or <laughs> and you have to you have to choose, <laughs> and then it's on you. bro. Oh my God, bro! <laughs> and you have no idea where it's hitting. There's no way to tell. You just gotta... no. And when it hits you, bro, it hurts so bad. It doesn't hurt. Like it doesn't. It like it goes. You're like I. I know it hit it's me. Like a shark bite. I don't know where. Yeah. <laughs> I got fucked up a couple times. It sucks. It Damn. really sucks. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of injuries. Not just I know we were talking about like physical injuries, like throwing stuff out or when you're running or whatever, but just people hitting you. Like that's a fucking pretty serious that thing. Blunt force trauma. Bro. Yeah, like this. Fuck that it. man got fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Got that was story. hilarious. You ever seen anything like this? Dude, it oh, looks like his dick. It is, it's his on. hip, though. It's his hip. What the? Hold on. All right, all right. So that catcher, that's oh. his belly, right? It hit him in the belly. It's like, yeah, it's like his lower abdomen. Yeah. I mean, that's fucked If he up. had a uterus. It, it would have been over. No yeah. more children for him. Yeah. Okay, so that catcher. All right, so this is what happened. That was not an accident. No, of course not. I mean, it's clear. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if look. He that. he looks at him. If you if you if you play it back, he actually looks at him. Okay. He comes comes into the shot, stares directly at him. Do you see how he kind of takes a step towards him? It was run it back. Okay, let's watch it in real time. He's like, I don't know. He acted like he it's didn't know. It's not playing on the TV. Oh, it's not. It's just frozen right oh. there. But, yeah, that... Uh, so, if... Uh, it did the thing. But the, So, I don't know if that guy has, like, a personal beef with that hitter. Yeah. But if they throw it and the hitter's in the way, it counts as, like, hitter's interference and... Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, he could be... He's like, I'm making a smart move here. By fucking slamming him with the ball. Yeah, but the way he did it was so blatantly fucking garbage and it was so, he sidearmed it it's close range like that dude it's gonna be fucking he's gonna catch all that momentum right he's like, not shitting right for a week oh, yeah dude dude that's fucked up i think i'm gonna have to restart this tv real quick and we'll just we'll just cut this part out uh okay we can cut that out we'll or i can just, just we, okay so okay. i
or we can just talk. You can just talk to Jack yeah. for a second. Um, what do you want to talk about, dude? Well, I don't, I don't know. What do you, you I, I, was at, I was at the gym today, and I watched a, a guy uh, playing a squash match uh, get hit in the nuts with the ball. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what squash is, It's bro. like a indoor tennis, like where you hit the ball in the, on the wall against uh, like, somebody. Uh, like, what's it called? Racquetball? Like racquetball, yeah. Yeah, yeah racquetball. Some people call it that. But. Squash sounds like, how about the game of squash? Yeah. I think racquetball is just like the American version of like, yeah. like how people call pool or billiards pool. Same shit. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. You saw that happen live? Yeah. So you call, so they have a squash court at your gym or they call it racquetball? Yeah, I don't know what they call uh, it. I I know I'm not playing it. No. <laughs> it look it looks fun, but it's funny. I don't think I I see the people who play it and I don't know if I want to hang out yeah, with them. Yeah, exactly. You know. Like especially when like you'll probably go talk to them out in the like in the locker room, you'll see them. Yeah, and like, I feel like they the squash is a very tight culture. Like they would get mad at you for not knowing the rules. Like dude, I just I just started playing today. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I think there would be more like the fencing crowd. <laughs> They should have fencing at all the gyms. I think so, too. I think that should be a problem solver for everything. Yeah, we should be able to do it at gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine rolling up to Cincinnati and, like, Vine Street and somebody fencing? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I like it. It would keep people accountable. Oh, shit. What happened? Know? Did you knock off his camera? No. Is this that camera went off. It went off? Yeah. It'll be a nice little couple minutes just cut out. Nice, okay. Plug the merch. There we go. Is it back? Yeah, it's back. Is there anything on the screen or anything? No. I think I might have that timer set up to where... You said that the last time. Oh, Remember, yeah. it, it, it did the same thing. It. I had to hurry up and switch it over. Is that when we were recording ours, or was the one before? Was Nick it just John? went out again. Did it really? Okay, that's not good. on is it, do you know if it's charging or not it's always something it says 99% full so maybe we can go without it and just freeze the other one do you have any do you have the last one yeah well, do you think it was because of that? You just want to wait a second and make sure that it doesn't go off again? Yeah, if it goes back off, we'll just shut everything down and, and, and I'll troubleshoot it real quick. And then we'll just cut this in with the second half. It'll be easy. All right. All right, you got another one? Yeah, I got another one. All right. So uh, this is probably my favorite one, actually, out of the three. I saved it for last. None of these are horrible. I think they're kind of comical. And I just thought, okay, that's too loud. <laughs> it's like a dad oh. joke. Oh, dude. He, <laughs> he hit does that hit hard though, huh? Really hard. I do. Oh, oh dude, they, I, they I played against that dude. That's oh. Rob. That's Rob Ref Snyder. Really? Yeah, I know that dude. What? Yeah. Okay, let's let's watch it again. That's funny. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, okay, so when I played against him, he was not an outfielder. So, okay. <laughs> so, <Damn. laughs> oh, it says oh, his name shoot. on his jersey. I'm like, how does he know it's him? It uh, says his name right on his yeah, jersey. Yeah. Oh shit, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny as fuck. Um, damn, we got some other TikToks. What uh, here. like so like when you like see stuff like that do you like have you seen anybody that's in the big leagues that you played with oh like, dude like 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 two years ago it was like half the league yeah no shit yeah and now it's crazy because like dudes i played against are now like superstars like uh, uh mookie betts and uh like bellinger like a lot of people on the dodgers it's kind of crazy um yeah no i i would say uh on every roster i probably know like uh yeah, uh, I probably know, like either know or I've played against, like I don't know, five or six dudes. That's awesome. Though. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, so the Braves, the, they're in the World Series right now. Yeah. Uh, I know, I have know or played with, I don't know, it's probably six or seven of those dudes. So I'm definitely rooting for the Braves. Uh, whenever the World Series starts, did it start tonight? Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I have ESPN it might, Plus, it might but be, I don't. It might be tomorrow. I haven't looked. I'm not sure. I'll check real quick. Uh, so when did you start doing comedy? Like, <coughs> were you still? Were you still? Go ahead. Yeah, you might have did it. Oh, hold, I hold gotta press a button. There's a no way. Oh yeah, this is gonna be a good clip. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I gotta press it. Oh, yeah. Well, no. So I. I you have I, one too, right? Could I see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to try it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So like, when did you kind of transition from being a fucking <laughs> pro ball player, which is like. Such a cool uh, like story upbringing. I thought I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Of course. Like, how did that go from like no button? Oh, whoa! It's some James Bond shit right there, bro. Okay, all right. Oh, I wasn't it's ready on for right this. Now, thing is slick. What's up? It's on right now. It's what is? Jewel. World Series. It is. Yep. Ooh, what's the score? The Braves are winning five to one against the Astros. I wanted to bet on the Braves so bad, but I'm a pussy. Uh, <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> That is that is nice, bro. Yeah, so Thank I I, I, the, I feel like it's about it tastes is because it, it's almost empty. Okay. So I feel like the flavor is a little off, but it's a little off. It's a little plasticky, but yeah. I enjoyed. I could tell. I could tell it was very flavorful. Had some but, nice hints. Yeah, in very there. Uh, very green. slick design, bro. It's That's almost it. like it's a, a jewel pod, bro. Yeah. That is fucking fire. It's yeah. such such a convenient situation. What a fucking world. Not very questionable. You know. No, 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 no. Compact. And apparently, I have not done this. Yeah. Take it on a plane, no problem. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's what I hear. You can, you can uh, blow those on old ladies in Walmart, and yeah. they'll just be calling their no. gay son, like, listen, I love you. I understand <laughs> everything you've been going through. I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? It just make yeah. you just reframe your whole life <sighs> real quick. These things are great. They're pure THC, too. I don't think you get, well, maybe with that one, but like most of the, like the black market ones are the ones you'll find readily available. They don't have anything else besides THC in them, mm. right? So it's like yeah, these have a full yeah, yeah full they spectrum. Got a lot of, full a lot of the black market ones have a lot of terps in them. That's why you cough a lot with them. Right. That's the like, that's the stingy and like the, yeah. the flavor that you get. The yeah, kind like of I used you to get those. To, uh, the, the what was it? Flavor. The dank carts. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get the dank carts and There's like the cereal so flavor ones. Yeah. Those. Yes. Those. Well, that that's how I justify my habit as a married man. I'm like, I'll just get a medical card and get. The, the best. Yeah. The best. Because that way it's like, I'm smoking weed, but it's it's doctors are giving it to me. I know. I had to justify it too. It's like, you know, when you're a responsible adult, you do have to justify when you're but spending do you, do you 80 bucks it? a If it makes a you week. a better person, who gives a fuck? 
It, it does. That's the thing too. It's like everybody drinks. Everybody. There's. A, I know people who do a lot worse, and that's it sounds. Yeah, because I don't even drink. Sounds misleading, or maybe like people that do worse. So I do this, but <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not. You know what I mean? But yeah. It, it is what it is. Like, if you're comfortable doing it and you have a fuck way it. to kind of have an outlet that's not something dangerous like alcohol, I think fucking it go could for be it. Worse. Bro. I'm a total it, marijuana addict. It's also good for like after workouts and stuff. That's why like a lot of athletes you see working out. Yeah. Dude, all right, so all right, I believe this with my heart and soul. I would have made it to the big leagues if I could have smoked weed during my career. No doubt. One hundred. No doubt. It makes you focus. Lock it, <laughs> lock it in, America. Yeah, lock it in. No, but no, seriously, because, all right, so I'm not good at basketball. Okay. But now that I smoke, I'm way better. Okay. My jumper's gotten so much See? better, dude. My body Isn't that moves crazy? You just, yeah, you just flow. You just flow. And you, you, your, your mind is uh, slower and you can chill. Yep. I don't know. Because so with the big leaguers, all right, this is, in the minor leagues, no one could smoke weed. It was totally illegal. They, they just changed. They test like, you guys a lot. Yeah, really. Yeah, uh, but like two years. How do those guys juice? How do those guys do roids if they're testing all the time? Do they get a heads up. You can't. Is so, that water or who is that to test you guys? The same people that would do like the UFC kind of situation, or is it just know. the leagues? I guess it's just the league. Okay. So in the big leagues, um, f- all right. So no, I, from what I understand, no one's taking steroids anymore. Okay. Uh, for what everything went like, it's HGH that people human growth hormone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That apparently or ibutamarin also. A lot I don't of people. Know what that is. It's it's a SARM, which okay. is basically like a selective androgen receptor modulator. Whoa. So it's these companies. <laughs> there's these companies in the '90s. Um, the I think the biggest one is is called Radion, and they created a whole uh fucking encyclopedia of these very steroid-like drugs that don't give you those. Uh, uh, estrogen side effects. So, what, what's the catch, though? Ibutamortin, uh, th- there's lots of catches. No one knows long term research because steroids have only been around since maybe like the 60s and 70s. But oh, well, after more like these the are only since the 90s. I feel like the Russians and Germans were doing it in like the 30s, but I. I don't have. You can, I have no basis of that. You can still get. Oh, like I'm sure they were. I think they were doing LSD and steroids and all that shit, bro. Damn, dude. I was doing Winstrol and acid for like a year straight. What? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. I literally microdosed LSD and I also was taking small doses of Winstrol like three times a week Sick. for about six months, and then I got off for a few months and then got back on. So, pr- probably a total of like. Ten months out of a year, I did it. You, you yeah. were, you came out a new person. I, li- it literally changed. Unrecognizable. Literally uh, changed me. Jack was <laughs> right before, about that. It was right before COVID. Nineteen thirty-five, the German scientist. I knew it, dude. See, dude, Those damn Nazis. The Nazis had it figured out. Not, 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 <laughs> what the not, fuck? not, not in terms of their policies. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I don't endorse anything. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't I'm endorse anything. I, I know doing. what you mean. Dude. But as far as their productivity for workers, I feel like they really knew what they were doing. They knew how they to get those guys out there. Too efficient. To the, they were yeah, too they're efficient. a little, maybe a little too efficient. I got yeah, you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And because you they know, were like, "How do we get? How do we get rid of the Jews?" <laughs> well, we yeah yeah they. <laughs> They definitely had it figured out, but not, I mean, not all of them. I mean, they made a plan. So. They made a plan to exterminate people. That's crazy. It, it is crazy, bro. You know, there's human trafficking that still goes on to this day. I mean, there's modern day slavery going on in Libya and a lot of those third world countries that we don't see it every day. So it doesn't affect us because there's so much news now that like shit like that doesn't even <laughs> come in our fucking direction. But I mean, I'm not saying that, uh, I'm not trying to take away from anything that happened during the Holocaust, but I'm just saying like there's 
I feel like there's things that happened before that, obviously, and there's also things that are happening nowadays that are So it's not tumultuous. the only atrocity to ever happen. Definitely not. You're f- you feel like... But I'm saying it was a terrible thing, but... I there's other terrible things. There's a lot of other terrible things, and they're always going you on. You feel like the Holocaust is hogging. Is <laughs> <laughs> hogging all of our sad emotions. I feel like they're taking some they're of the clout. Yeah. They're like Allen Iverson. Yeah, they're Bob taking Iverson. a little bit too much of the clout. Just a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note. It just went sideways. <laughs> it's going off the rails. Uh, I'm comfortable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is where I live. This is the space. Oh well, I'm gonna try to tie all this together. Uh, we know how the <laughs> we know how the 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 Nazi Party ended. It was obviously the Nuremberg trials, and so I would like to take a look at this trial here uh, on TikTok. This is one of my favorite TikToks right now. Uh, that was a pretty good segue. Point. Really? Ne- well, you went from Nuremberg, Nuremberg trials, trials to, to this trial right here. So Nuremberg. <laughs> Your name's not Buttfucker3000, you <laughs> yo-hole. Lying into my court with that is your screen name. What kind of idiot logs into court like that? What's your name again? Nathaniel Saxton, sir, but I don't believe that I typed anything like that in. Well, that's what it says. Who made this? Because I really want to give him credit. Uh, Stu There's a whole bunch BR, of them on Stuber. there. There's a whole bunch. Oh, man. That's so fucking man. funny, dude. The, all right. So the backstory behind it. I looked up the article after we had initially there's showed an, this. There's an article on that? Yeah, there is. There's an <laughs> article like a viral on TikTok right it's, now. It was a viral TikTok for like the past okay. like month. Okay, and, okay, okay. um. The guy's sister <laughs> had set. The, the guy's sister had set up his Zoom account uh, and made that his screen name, and he had no idea uh, when he logged into court that she had put buttfucker three thousand. Oh my god, dude! It's so funny. It's so fucking funny, dude. That's that's like my favorite. Like just hearing thing. hearing a judge say buttfucker three thousand though. Like I think that that's the. Shit. That was great. It was so. He said, "You yo ho." <laughs> I mean, that's all he had. He's an upstanding citizen. Like that's how he talked. As mad as he would ever get at someone, is calling him a yo ho. Yeah. And he's like, "That's disrespectful, like, bro. Like you logging in my court. Like, how did the how did the other people not laugh? That's what I want to know. Like how like if if you were logged into Zoom court." Would you not die laughing if someone popped up as Buttfucker Three Thousand? I think you have to. I didn't see all everyone else's reactions. I like I got no, Okay. We've never played this one before. Now okay. you're an athletic person, so I just like to see, you know, if you can give some commentary maybe on this race here. Okay. Um, you, you want me help to us I'll out? It. If you could help us out, who do you think is going to win before we? I don't know why I let it keep playing. It's well, not I, I, playing. Oh, it's not playing. It's not playing. Oh, you guys can't see it again? No, no, no. Look at that. That's awesome. That's uh That's a blank screen. Fucking VZO. Yeah. You know what? Jesus Christ, bro. This is probably how I got COVID anyway. They probably sent it over in the fucking TV. It's got a fucking <laughs> TV's got this fucking virus right now, bro. This is disgusting. <laughs> So upset. This uh, segment is brought to you by Vizio. Yeah. So you guys can't even see the anything, huh? No. All right. Well, I was wondering why you're laughing. I was, like, <laughs> I was watching it by myself. <laughs> oh, did you hear that feedback? I didn't. No, you hit the spring on the. Was it? Yeah. Okay. 
you hit the spring on there. I'm gonna have to get some better shock mounts for this. Every time I'm always telling people like, uh, I'm gonna have to get some better stuff. Anyone who's listening, they're like, man, this studio must fucking suck. <laughs> like, I'm gonna have to get. Yeah, we're gonna we're actually gonna start a Patreon. I think once we get to a uh, hundred subscribers, we're gonna okay start a Patreon so you guys can buy us. You guys can help us fund this new gear, right? So that we don't hear these fucking noises anymore, huh? Shaking the entire table. This is terrible. You gotta walk I'm before a you run, host. though. You do. So there's just a big blank screen behind me, huh? That's all right. Is yeah. that all right? Or should we? You can go ahead and show them it, and then we can clip it in. Yeah. If you want. Well, yeah. I'd like to get the TV fixed though, just so we have it. It's like every time I'm gonna have to slide. I'm it's gonna have to uh, slide it's gonna be a too. lot. Just it's gonna be a lot better when our parts come in. Yeah, just give me like thirty seconds. Sure. I have not peed. Uh, I did <laughs> wait. That's not true. I peed in. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't go pee in Carmichael's if I didn't have to either. I pissed at uh, whatchamacallit the first place. I noticed one thing at World Glass. Their uh, urinals are awful close together. I, I thought there's just one. No, there's two. There's there, two? There's two that are right next to each other, like almost like. Huh. You'd like be peeking at dick. That's like, funny. I'm pretty comfortable with that. <laughs> I've showered with so many men. You know, I don't know how other people would be though. Oh yeah, that is true. It's a really small hole. <laughs> You'd be like the glory hole at uh, High Spirits. I hate that place. I like I like the outside setup though. Yeah, I think I will go uh, TT. Okay, I wouldn't do it inside. No. Oh, that's your time. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, you gotta go like, piss out back. Like, <laughs> I was like, hey, man, your rules, bro. Like, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> listen, we actually have to masturbate in front of you on camera. Okay, I thought these lights were fucking. That's how this works. I thought I recognized these lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're from BigJoeStudio.com. Uh, Big Joe, are. come on out. Uh, it's the first one on the right. I'm not going to show any more TikToks. I'm just going to look at the picture up there. That way, we don't have to uh, have any more bumps. Um, what did I want? Files. Files. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, see? You know how uh, what the battery life is on that other on the one camera? on the camera? All right.
You watch any other sports though? Oh yeah, yeah. I love. I do. I love sports. It's. I. I don't watch. Are you any... a big sports gambler? Yeah. Yeah. That's. I heard you say that you wanted to bet on the Braves. Yeah. That's what uh, my. Po- that's what my podcast to be. Like, I, I, sports I, I, betting and the spreads and stuff. Kinda. Yeah. But I. I really only bet on the NFL. Yeah. I, I bet on. on the, uh, who's your team? Eh, I don't really have one. You're all. Oh, you just like watching. I'm. I'm thrilled that the Bengals are good because I'm new to Cincinnati. Yeah. The fact that, yeah, they're fucking. Uh, are you following? Like, do you? Do you I'm a, a Browns fan, so I have to follow the Bengals. Okay. They're in the same division, yeah. so. No, this Bengals team is fucking fun. I, I was really skeptical. Uh, hey, I was too. Going I was really into it. skeptical, but. Uh, it's kind of disheartening, though, being it's a Browns to be, it's fan. It's supposed to be y'all's year. It's supposed to be all. It was supposed to be our year, but injury. Have you seen our injury report? It's fucked up. That's like half of our team has just gotten hurt. That's football, man. like I mean. Yeah, it, that blew my mind. Like, like I was like, dude, it's supposed to be our year. And, yeah, you know. All right, and we're back. Hey. Hey. So, I know we were doing TikToks. Um, you know, we talked a lot about your baseball career and kind of your upbringing uh, as far as school. So, I'd like to talk about, like, how you became a stand-up comedian. It's obviously how we met and became friends. Yeah. So, how did that kind of transition from a baseball thing into a comedy thing? Or were you, like influenced as a kid or were you already doing this when did you start doing like theater and definitely loved it definitely loved it as a kid okay no theater no stages okay no music nothing okay i mean i mean baseball i guess you could say is a stage yeah you Uh, had you always around a group of people right and you made your friends laugh and stuff and and the locker room you were that dude but but not really i wasn't like the clown okay i was just a funny guy on the team Mm -hmm. just kind of low-key funny uh, but so, like sometimes during the games, I get caught fucking around, and they're like, "Hey, come on, like pay attention to the game." I'm like, yeah. Because yeah. right. as, as a, I was a starting pitcher, so like I would pitch on Monday and then not have to p- play again until like Saturday. Okay. So a lot of downtime. So pitchers are pitchers are funny because we had a lot of time to just fuck around. Because mm-hmm. t- in minor league baseball, dude, you're just killing time. And when you people watch all day, you get to know those guys, a and lot. you get to grill them, and yeah, you get the yeah. you look likes, and yeah. you know. And honestly, bro, almost. Everyone in a baseball locker room is a little funny. Yeah. It, like, some people aren't, but I feel like everyone is at least... Because there's so much shit to be making fun of mm-hmm. and stuff like that and a lot of trash talking and stuff yeah. like that. So, people uh, really get comfortable. With, as people really get comfortable in an environment, they get funnier, too, because they feel like they can be themselves. No doubt. And you're living with these people and you guys are eating breakfast together and playing together fucking five days a week and you guys all go to the same clubs and you guys all... Yep. It's like you're so comfortable. You're just like a family. Yep, you say whatever, man. You say whatever the fuck you so feel. I, I feel like that, that helped me, but I never really thought about doing it. I just loved it, but I didn't know what to do with it because I, I guess I was always so focused on baseball. I didn't really have... Like, I had tried some creative shit. Like, I wrote a couple... Uh, Really bad screenplays. Okay. While I was still playing, and uh, at my at, when I finished playing, I got a writing job for a website in Nashville. I was covering WWE. I was like their fucking beat writer. So like a match would happen, I would have to write about it. Would you go to the matches, or you just kind of nah, like, nah? The other people would, but I didn't work hard enough. They, like, okay. That was something you had to earn. I was like, I ain't trying. So to you would just watch the score at the end, basically, right? Or uh, yeah, watch just it? the whole. There's a news cycle, all that shit. So. I was, it was a straight job out of baseball. And I was like, dude, it was working like more than 40 hours a week. Like, and like really working. I mean, I'm talking, I was writing like 10 articles a day, dude. It was fucking insane. Like yeah. looking back, like how I, many words per article, like a thousand plus or no, 400, 400. Yeah. Now sometimes you could, you could find big quotes from old stories and clip it in. 
but it was about like sometimes you need to write you need to write that story in like a minute on every match pretty much yeah because like it, it's all about being the first in that publishing world it's all yeah. about being first to publish shit in terms of getting like google ranks because so everybody knows what happens it's like who's gonna be the first so it's you. just it was insane but i so saw i knew but i was like well i i know i can write um but i didn't really know what to do with it but in the way i was doing with that job i was like this is awful and uh I, knew, I was living in Nashville, Tennessee at the time, and I think it was okay. I started in 2018, and in like in like early 2018, I was like, I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna do stand up at some point this year. I don't know when, yeah, but I will do it at some point. And we ended up moving from Nashville to South Carolina to Greenville, and July of that summer 2018, I. Went up and bombed my dick off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, looking back, did you think you did good at the time, though? No, no. You knew I you was had so bad uncomfortable, bro. Yeah. Because I, I never... What I was the place called? Uh, oh, it's the Comedy Zone. It's a chain. It's a real comedy club. It's in Nashville? Uh, no, no, it's in Greenville, but they, oh, Greenville. They're, they're all over. It's kind, of, it's kind of like the Funny Bone. Okay. They're smaller than the Funny Bone, but it's kind of like that. But So they had an open mic and where people paid Everyone in there paid ten dollars to go to an open mic. Oh shit! Yeah, so there's like a level of expectation. They're expecting a show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's twenty comics, yeah. at an open mic level in Greenville, South Carolina. So it's like, it's a not a good show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's not a good show to to be at, especially if you pay for it. And, yeah. Uh, but I had no, I had no idea what to talk about or any like. I was like, I just need to go ahead and get this one over. Like I was, I had so much anxiety about just starting. I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna come up with anything funny. I just need to go ahead and just start, like, and and I was like committed. I was like, I don't give a fuck how bad it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it for at least like six months, like, and the, I bombed my first time. I bombed harder my second time, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like, dude, because I thought I was funny. Yeah. And I was like, I'm delusional. I can't get a laugh. <clears throat> yeah. I've been up twice, ten minutes, no laughs. Like, how the fuck? I'm supposed to be funny. I just it was totally, just overthinking it and just. It was all going so fast, and I was so nervous. It's terrible. But the third time, I did good. Yeah, by like same, the grace of God, with the same bits. Were you no. doing the same material? You were writing new stuff every time, just new ideas, or how? Uh, what changed for you on that third one? I got lucky. <laughs> Shut up! No, no, no. You, no I you, for real, I got lucky as fuck. I got bailed out by fucking something. So, over two, an ugly over two. My first set was terrible. Second set, even worse. First set, I went up and talked about, I don't know, I said, there was some article about, uh, or something about Trump and Putin. So it was like a relevant topical situation. Yeah, because what else would a first-time comic talk about? Right, As right. A, who, would, who doesn't want to hear that? Who doesn't watch Bill Moore? <laughs> yeah, so I tried to say something funny about that, and I got nothing. And then the second time, I had a bunch of jokes about homeless people and bomb in front of, like, Clemson students. Like, it was, it was like college girls sitting in the front row and they were like, oh. like it was, oh fuck it was so the jokes actually looking back some of the jokes i'm like mm, i can maybe use those later yeah but i had no delivery no presence so i'm just up there shitting on the homeless yes to, from their perspective but i'm up there like oh this is funny but nothing so the third time bro i got bailed out because it was a monday and the day before we went to the zoo me and my wife and I, I was probably I had probably smoked some weed, and we were talking. The dude who checked us in was a uh, Jamaican, and his name was Jose. What the fuck? But he was white. 
What? <laughs> oh no, he was like a Rasta though. He had like braids. No, just his accent. Like, okay. <laughs> what? The yeah, fuck? and I was like, dude, I I couldn't, I couldn't fucking. I, I was like, I follow, I follow a guy on TikTok that's called the Mad Jamaican, and he's white. Okay, yeah. So, I had this. I was like, that is insane. But I just, what just happened in front of me, and so I went on stage the next night, and people who work at the zoo were at the show. Oh, in the shit. front row. So they knew the guy. They knew the guy, and I, I found out that they were at the show, and I freaked out. I was like, I don't know how to handle this coincidence. <laughs> no, it was like the universe giving yeah, you the, it, yeah. the piece of the puzzle, and it yeah, was like, Jack, was. here you go. And I was, I wanted to go home so bad. Like I tried to bail, dude. I was so afraid because I was like, I was totally shook because I thought I tricked myself with that into thinking I was funny, but I was so not funny. My first two sets, like awful, like bad, 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 like worst comic on the show, like. People want to talk about you, how bad it was, bro. <laughs> you fucking believe that, kid? <laughs> yeah, I was like, geez, because when you're, I was in my 30, I started when I was 30, bro. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to bomb if you're 18, you know, people will give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you're a grown like, you're up. you're just a kid. I'm a man. Yes. People are like, dude, fucking, <laughs> Figure it don't out. you have a Roth IRA to fucking, <laughs> to worry about? Like, right. get out of here. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I'm I I'm fucking terrified that third that third show there's coincidence plays out these people from the fucking zoo are there and I eventually I'm like dude if you can't fucking be funny right now with this coincidence that just happened then you then you can't do this like, go home now so I was like all right I'm going up I started talking about Jose the white Jamaican they're like we know him I was like yes and uh, sorry my bad I was like oh, 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 oh. oh what's going on. No, your your phone was showing my oh, battery. Thank you. I wanted All right. to let you know before we f- switched over to cameras, but now that people are going to know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. He's so much better. No, you're this good. You're me. good. That's right. It, this is he's a crucial piece of the puzzle because I'm like I'm, I'm so <laughs> I'm just so into the story. I'm like I have no idea. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. So, and I go up there and I get laughs, like real laughs. Yeah. And uh, granted, it was only because they knew him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they, it was killing for them. Right, but that made that's contagious for other people. In the, 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 yeah. People don't want to be missing out on a joke either. Yeah, yeah. That's a big uh, reason where people start laughing. and start, It's like the, how do you say, the crowd mentality, kind of yeah, the mob yeah. mentality where they're like, you know, oh, wow, that must be something we're missing. We better laugh. Like, I don't want to look like I'm out of place here. Yeah, it's yeah, a comedy show. stupid, yeah. And you kind of can, that's kind of how people train them and stuff. And that's, that's a cool moment. You know, I heard Andrew Schultz say... Uh, some comics have presence and then some comics have jokes, right? Mm-hmm. And every great now and then you get somebody comes along like a Dave Chappelle or something like that or like a George Carlin where they just somehow have it figured out. But I think you have to grow at one or the other, right? Most people have one or the other. You were obviously a talented writer, smart guy, educated guy to where you you know you were able to utilize that in your writing skills because you you have like a lot of jokes that are um like a lot of maybe a lot of people that's seen this haven't seen you but i've seen your sets before you have a lot of jokes that are like long form just clever written and it's just like you know your jokes are like 400 words like a lot of them but they make so much sense and Mm. you're a good storyteller so i feel like you have definitely you were a good writer and i think it's really cool that somehow during that third thing you found a real life situation that was funny 
that like morphed in with that, right? And like kind of got you started in your set, Lucky, so bro. that you could tell those stories. Yeah. But it's it's it, luck or whatever, whatever the fucking universe just throwing you a bone. Yeah, uh, I, that's that's pretty dope, dude. But I'm trying to not do long form shit. Like I I like the idea of like exploring a thought. Yeah, but I kind of like being a little more like explosive. Yes, like real quick. I think that's good and uh, good to have both in your set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just it, it, depending on if you're if we're doing like mics, yeah, like or if we're doing like we're hosting and stuff like that. Mm. Definitely good to have some a bunch of one liners or yeah stuff where you're bam 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 and you're really getting people on board with you to where you can bring them along on mm -hmm. these long kind of tangents and these ideas because they already trust you. Yeah, and they're like, he made us laugh. He kind of trained us to do this. We can definitely. You know, we can kind of go on board with whatever the fuck he's saying, but I think it's good to have both. But you, so, what you, you do you think that that's kind of your weakness as far as as a comedian? Like, you don't you think that your maybe your one liners or your kind of fast uh, stuff? Is I not just want to be able to play multiple tempos, both sides of the yeah. You know, and especially if you're doing a lot of host sets, like you got to get them on board quick. Mm -hmm. You know, like you need some punchlines fast. To, for them just to get some momentum yeah you know otherwise you're gonna have a tough host set like because i feel like if you if you start a host set shitty then you might not get out of that hole because mm -hmm. the audience is so so cold the rest like, of the show might not either <laughs> yeah you may you may you could ruin it so i feel like uh i guess since i've been hosting a little bit i feel like that those are jokes that i want something that just that's a little louder and more uh kind of explosive out of the gate yeah yeah because i'm trying to be more just me funny mm. not necessarily have these written jokes even though everything everything's gonna be written a little bit from all comics yeah you know, but i kind of want to be able to go up there and just make a conversation around like the first set i had tonight that was very much that's what i want to do yeah no you were doing good crowd work with the pizza situation and i mean who could have asked for a better fucking thing than the buzzer to go off yes, while perfect. you're going up there that, that was the timing going on. was yeah. so fucking perfect. as i was going up it was going off it's so like, funny yeah dude. i was like this is gonna be funny yeah <laughs> and you now you played it super well and it really made your set uh you know good after that because people were already on board they're like uh, i don't know that was dope dude yeah, yeah i'm trying because like i i like to write jokes and like have thoughtful shit but i my the comedy i like is way like uh more in your face kind of shit like i grew up watching so much like comic view like exclusively mm -hmm. on bet like yeah. i watched tons of that no dude. i was really big into like kings of comedy yes and, you know, my, my parents were, were big on like comic view and uh what's the other one uh the one, the Def Jam comedy. Yeah, dude. dude I grew Eddie up on that Griffin, shit. Like, like Chris Rock, too. Chris Rock, uh, big, and then uh, Eddie Richard Murphy. Pryor was a big one for me, too. Like, yep. uh, I feel like I listened to, uh, I don't know. I just like guys who really go out there and truly perform. Don't just go up there and just tell jokes because that's when you talk about Schultz. Like, that's people who are doing it both. Yeah. You're performing. Like, you have the jokes. You can you can basically turn your, your normal self into setup and punchline. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I feel like I'm trying to make to blend things to where they don't sound like I. I just want to see like I'm feel like I'm talking to people. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I was talking to Travis Charles about that earlier while we were at that second mic. Actually, the way that certain people write, because I I write both ways and I've written both ways. Like I I have jokes that are pretty long, but not too long because when I've been up there for too long and stay in the pocket, I feel like I can lose people pretty mm -hmm. easily. Um, but 
uh, as far as writing them out, I try to just write the premise. I try to just keep it in my notepad as a premise. Maybe I'll write it down somewhere or leave it in my computer or whatever. Mm. But when I'm going up there, I just want that first idea because I feel like if I can play with it while I'm up there, every region that I'm in and every group of people is going to be slightly different. So it's like not just is my language going to change a little bit, but I might also kind of like shorten it up or cut some fat off here and yeah. there depending on where that's at in the set. And it's like that's an important thing for sure for us to do, especially now while we're just five or six years in or whatever. Like yeah. as a young comics, we kind of got to definitely put that in our tool belt. I think that's an important skill. Yeah, I, the process has been uh, elusive. Like, it hasn't been consistent in terms of like creating, cultivating, I don't material. think it is for any art form, yeah, to be honest. I think it's about getting those jokes down that do work and kind of polishing those up while yeah. you, instead of having new shit all the time because mm-hmm. it's like maybe the that's our brain's way of saying, hey, you know, maybe you just need to keep working on what you got and then we'll give you something to kind of, you know, to kind of bite on. <laughs> yeah, you there. just need to stay, stay around it. Yeah, you know? the creativity like, will leave a little breadcrumbs here and there. Uh, yeah, for real, because I've definitely overwritten a joke, but then lately... I, there's jokes I'm doing that I don't even have written down, mm-hmm. and Would I you don't just know them by heart, kind I, of. Yeah, yeah, I just know I have. It's uh, to me, it's about like finding the energy of the joke, mm-hmm. and then being able to embody it. Almost like a song, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's like a mood, right? I, I w- Do you think? Was, uh, oh no, no doubt, no doubt. I feel like it is music. There's rhythm. There's lyrics. That there's I've, a structure to it for sure. And there, you know, there's. I feel I feel like the best comics they have like a big range of uh, like octaves that they hit. Uh-huh. I don't. This is I don't know what the fuck this no, is. No, that makes sense. You're like a conductor. There's, a, there's an octave. You're and like there's condu- lots of them. You got your choir. But like, they go out like high voices. They do lots of not necessarily impressions, but mm-hmm. they're able to make. There's tons of inflection. I feel like the best comedy has like you know tons and tons of layers to it. Different emotions, kind of insides to the person. Yeah. basically, yeah. yeah. So they're I good feel at like kind the, of switching on and off. The music thing is, I think, I know Seinfeld thinks of his jokes as, as like that. Like really, I never heard that. I mean, he hasn't fucking told me that, but I've, I've no, but it's obviously I, public information, I, I right? You've heard him say that on yeah. Seinfeld. I, he's not. I like. I have respect for his comic, his comedy, but he. I wouldn't. He's not like in my. He's not like my favorite comic or anything like that. But yeah, I, his process and him talking about comedy, I get, I can get down to. Yeah, as far as icons, we can definitely put him up there with the comics or the top comics. I, I deny nothing he does. Too. Right, you yeah. can't. Yeah, you can't. I mean, even now, the stuff that he's doing with this podcast in the car. I mean, how cool is that mm. for us to get a peek into those people's minds that we have no access to whatsoever? So, so he's true. doing us a favor in a lot of ways, you know, with the material that he does. So no doubt, think about that, but. Uh, yeah, he's just a regular kind of guy. I never was a huge fan of his stand-up or anything either, but um, it's not like I missed his show or anything growing up, right? It's yeah. Like I, I was definitely a fan of the show. and I didn't really watch it growing up. Now I've been seeing some now. Yeah, a fly in here. Right now. <laughs> as as an adult, and I'm like, this is pretty good. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Like, yeah. There's laughs all through this. Like, it's just, I totally get why. Yeah, why it worked. Yeah, Yeah, so well. Yeah, I feel like sometimes my hair looks like Kramer when I wake up. (laughs) I just look in the mirror. I'm like, hello, Jerry. (laughs) My name's not even Jerry. It's such a weird thing. Yeah, just like schizophrenic, but with all the sign characters. (laughs) Exactly. That'd be funny. Oh, dude, that'd be so fun. (laughs) Every time you get out of the shower, I just got out of the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. There there was like a fucking horror movie like where... uh, there was like a dude that was like seven different people, and there was like a murder, but he like murders his inner Split. child. Oh, I've seen that. It's called Split. 
Split. There was, it was not. This was a really old movie. Oh, okay. Maybe oh. it was called Split. It had John Cusack in it, though. No, oh, I was they, thinking like, checked into thinking a hotel. We, oh, Split? What's this? Can you guys tell me uh, what's this? Split is, is it M. Night Shyamalan? Night yeah, it's uh, it's part of like uh, some of the the, there's a trilogy. There's Jane. the Unbreakable, and then there's Split, and then there's uh, what's the other one? Oh, I don't know. I'm a big fan of M. Night Shyamalan. I actually saw him on Norm Macdonald's show because I kind of when he died, I kind of went back and did a mm. binge on on a lot of his stuff and his stand up and stuff. And uh, I think he has a really interesting story. He comes from a really prominent Indian family who are basically all doctors and lawyers. And his parents thought he was nuts that he wanted to move to Hollywood and become a film director. And, you know, against oh, yeah. a lot of odds, he fucking made it happen. And he's a successful guy without any of his parents' help or any of their money or anything like that. And yeah. Kind of funded his first couple movies. Oh, you're on his thinking own. of Identity. Identity. Dude, yeah. that was a great film, bro. Yeah. Where it's fucking, he's like all these different characters and he ends up killing himself off in some weird way. I, I don't know how that works. I, they should do that with all schizos, right? Yeah. Just let them go inside their own head like a video game and kill the other personalities. <laughs> We're going to get the bad ones, Billy. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, The Cell? I don't... With Jennifer yes. Lopez? I think so, actually. I love actually. that movie. Is that where the dude was locked inside of it? Or he locks her inside he, of it? Okay, so the serial killer... The serial killer goes into a coma. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out where one of his victims are because the way he killed people was a timed water chamber that would release water at certain times. Okay. So they're trying to go into a subconscious. Yeah. And they're, they're trying to go into a subconscious and like his head is just completely. I remember fucked. this film. This was in the nineties actually. That's Vince Vaughn's in it too. Yeah. This was, yeah, this was like early nineties and, and early we, 90s. Think that, we think that like, uh, the guy, or go, whatever. These, these the guy, the guy who time. plays the serial killer is the same guy who plays Gomer Pyle in uh, full metal jacket. Okay. Yeah. I remember yeah. that this. Vincent there. I forget what his last name is. He's a good actor. Though. He's a great actor. He was, in, yeah, he's been, he's good at playing weirdos. That's so funny. He's like a typecast, but we need a fucking weirdo. Dude. Yeah. What's Vincent? Is Vincent free? Well, he played uh, Kingpin and Daredevil, and he, uh, um, he had that Law and Order show that ran for yeah, a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. So, too. is he yeah. a freak on that too? The Law and Orders? He have like uh, I'm not sure. Crazy I just thought, probably. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "We found our I feet." I do freak work only, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I'm only gonna find cases that are like sex victim, like yeah. sex crimes and sex workers. Other- <laughs> Otherwise, you know, I don't want to solve these anymore. It's just getting boring. I mean, after 20 seasons, <laughs> just bring me the feet. <laughs> How many robberies do you really want me to solve? <laughs> Give me some fucking juice. That's funny. Oh shit, dude! Sells a fucked up movie though. She yeah, goes, that's crazy. Jennifer Lopez goes into that dude's mind. Yeah, I watched it with my grandma. What do you make? <laughs> Super weird. Wow. So what's the most that's fucked up movie that you've ever watched with your grandma? That's it. <laughs> that he said that's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, that, that that that'd be a good question to ask people. I think people scary movie two was mine. A scary movie too, where the dude blows himself. I feel like there's a lot of jizz. That, no, yeah, there's, there's a lot, lot of jizz in scary movie too. Jizz heavy. Sequels. Yeah, the, so many wild movies. With the, where the uh, clown gets raped. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Man, those movies were nuts, dude. People in the 30s like try to explain shit to like millennials now, and they have no idea what we're talking about. They're like, "You guys are grotesque." We're like, "Dude, we grew up watching this shit. They pumped our head full of it. All yeah. these crazy are iconic they not movies." It though? Are they not seeing? I don't know. I feel like I that feel... the internet's no way. It's not better than it was. No, but I feel it. like it's such they don't even they don't even remember. I think it, the, like we're the first like generation to have the internet, so like everything like you find out that all these weirdos exist. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's another reason people so, get so freaked out about the news. It's like it's always been crazy shit going on. There's just more people than ever, so there's more stories than ever. But yeah, it's really platforms. just. A, but you got to think yeah. about like how many weirdos out there were doing like these weird fetish. And how many people before? aren't doing anything where it's just like they're only looking for the stuff that like triggers you to get scared and to kind of think in a certain way. You know what I mean? It's like there's there's a lot of positive shit going on out there too. Maybe not in Libya where people are locked away, or maybe there wasn't. Maybe there's not always opportunities like there wasn't for people during the Holocaust and shit like that. Like, there's lots of times and places in history and even right now where people are in a bad spot. But I mean, I, I feel like not the people who aren't should be trying to live positively and trying to make it could a be way, way worse. Dude. It could be way worse, it dude. That's why I appreciate that I'm alive every worse. day. You know. So, did you see anything bad in like Venezuela when you were down there? Um, like. Uh, was this uh, before socialism? No. Okay. Was uh, during? So I was down there three winters. Uh, I'm trying to think of the years. 13, 14, 15, something like that. 14, 15, 16. Uh, and uh, yeah, the country was, got worse each time. Like okay, every with, time. Like the riots and like the, the government. No, well, the, was going they, they went uh, democratic socialist, didn't they? They, they were switching it at that time. No, it had been around. I don't know when it started, but uh, it was, yeah. So basically it got worse three years in a row. Like less and less people were coming to the games. The inflation became insane, like okay. comical. Like people talk about inflation here, like gas is up and down. Like, oh my God. like the price of a sandwich in 2014 was like 50 Belibres, which is there. And then by... And a, a year later, it was like a thousand Belibres. What the fuck? And then a year after that, it would be like seven thousand Belibres. What the fuck? So dude. it was people couldn't afford to live. There basically. was nothing. Basically. And they they were already on rations. Um, like you would you would um, if you went to a store, you'd have to like give your number, and they're like, "Oh, you bought toilet paper last week, dude. Fucking put it back. Like you can't." Damn. Yeah. And it's like everybody has a certain amount on commissary yeah. they can get each week, but. Um, from our perspective, we were in the big leagues of Venezuela, so we were in this like elite class. Yeah, where we like, you were one percenters, no doubt. Like we had, uh, I mean, because we were the hotels were amazing. Yeah, shit like that, and you know we have armed guards everywhere, shit like that. But it's basically you are either in the military, the government, or you're famous. Yeah, and then if you're not that, then you're. You know, you're just poor, like yeah. real. It's a regular common folk living in the streets with no shoes, kind of poor. Jesus. Like that's, um, yeah. But like Max Payne I mean, video game type poor. Yeah, I mean there there is a middle class, I'm sure, but not a good place to be middle class. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's uh, the violence is super bad, drug trade. You think we could ever get like that here? You think that things could ever turn like that here, as far as like how many people there are versus how many. You know, cops and government. There are. It's like there's so many of us. We're we're getting stacked on top of each other every day. People being born every day. Do you think America could eventually, you know, kind of come to a demise and we overturn the government, or, or somehow they fall apart so, because of funding, or? So like things in Venezuela functioned. It wasn't like chaos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. It when you're there, it's like it really. It's like oh okay, they have schools. Like they they have an economy. It's just everything is like in shitty condition like basically uh, america f found oil about in in venezuela in, in, at some point in the 20th century maybe the 20s or 30s or 40s i don't know so they came in and they basically built venezuela 
Okay. And that's why baseball is big in Venezuela because it's an American yeah. kind of founded thing. Yeah. I got so, you. um, but like all the shits like from the sixties, all the buildings, all the architect or like the architecture, it's all old. So like there's no improvement, there's no advancement. It's like it's like the country is slowly dying. It's not gonna be reversed unless it's kinda like how Cuba, like yeah. when they did the There's no infrastructure or anything like that. It's just some so, like, like we crazy have, we have place way they better built in the forties. Infrastructure for sure, but we also have more people. Yeah. Uh but the thing is, man, like I don't know. The crime there that happens there, I feel like, would never – I don't think it would get to that level here where people are, like, coming into a Waffle House with the AK-47 holding up the entire diner. Yeah. That's Venezuela. That, right. that can happen. Here, it doesn't sound like that will ever happen. I mean, I guess it could. Right. It could be the wild, wild west, like it, the purge. It could get that way. It's but like you like, see these movies and stuff and all these doomsday bunkers and these people that, like – you know, they got I mean, a lot of big ideas, and you got to, uh, whenever people that have a lot of money and power start talking like that, you kind of mm. got to think about it. I mean, it's hard to compare it. America to Venezuela just because the the, the sizes are just different. Yeah. The capacities are different. We're a much more powerful machine compared to what they ever have been, you know, like, okay. we, but sometimes, dude, like, I, I've seen that there. And like that sh- type of shit does kind of happen here. The the elimination of the middle class. Yeah, it trickles down. Dude. Yeah, and, the, the, and having having this like shitty, like a horrible like pile pool of people who have been like disenfranchised over time because of the way the system works. Mm-hmm. And those same people are also dependent on the system in terms of like uh, giving them their rations or their checks or whatever. Yeah. So it's like they're they're made poor and kept poor by the same people. That was a dramatic That's all right. bell ring. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so it's like you see that in all governments. Uh, like I feel like uh, I, do I, I don't know one man, level after, or another. After after what we after 2020 and 2021 all that bullshit like I feel like you know cuz I feel like before that we didn't really feel the power of government, really. Yeah. You know, what I, like when it, whenever they say, "Hey, all right, we're gonna fucking make some new rules quickly," that's never really happened before. Not like, in our lifetime. Nine eleven, it did, but we were—I was so young, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. But exactly. this is the first time I feel like I'm like, okay, like hold on, hold in on. Our, yeah, it, like hold on, it, I don't get to make my choices here. It's like, the first time in our lifetime where we really got to see who was boss, and there was no, yeah. there was no getting around it. Yeah, that was fucked up to see. Yeah, and. I, that w- that happened everywhere. Everywhere, no Every- matter what. Some yeah. places worse than Way others. Way worse. Some places worse so than I, others. So the whole world got a real bitter dose of I don't know what the fuck to call it, but it's gonna change the world, bro. When, I feel when like you see L.A. and stuff now, dude. Like when I watch videos and you hear like people talking that are coming from out there, it's like that's kind of like what Venezuela or something like that. That's what I think of. Like here, it's like the yeah. Wild West, like Max Payne, fucking, but already. It's already happening over there because the, no the, doubt. The, the the gap is so large. It's astronomically large right. between the poor and and the wealthy in in that part of the country that there's no there's no turning back. It's yeah. not going to get better. We know no. that. No. People are leaving because of it. Yeah, people I, who have money. I don't see how that changes. Like Venezuela, 
uh, is it i don't know if it's as simple as just having new leadership but it, that's never simple like yeah. you, you can't go down there and start a coup even here it's like yeah, how you, uh, yeah. i don't know how change happens yeah, you know like how, yeah. really, how it really actually <laughs> i don't either that's that's i think that's the biggest part of it is like majority of the people don't really understand what's even going on yeah it's kind of built that way we're definitely i think it's 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 been clear that we've been like kept stupid and afraid yeah and because we're a lot easier to kind of prod along makes us more productive yeah yeah no doubt it definitely does it it makes me want to go to work how much do we even want to how much do we even want to know makes you want to save you you know know? that's true too it's like dude fuck like i I don't care like there's so much like because I, I, I feel like what's been going on over the last couple of years is highly, it's fascinating. Yeah. Like, when you to, think to about have living, lived through this. Yeah. And, like, to have basically been in a fucking, in a global science experiment, more or less. Mm-hmm. A fucking virus got out. The whole world got it. We were alive for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's been insane to be a part of. It changed everything. And it's still changing. Like, things, you know, things aren't normal. Uh, what a time to be alive! What a time to be alive! And still, and still, it's not that bad. <laughs> like it's, it's still, yeah, you're right. That's at the end of the day. Like when you think about how we live here in the West, as much abundance and as much privilege as we all have over here, uh, and on a multicultural level, mm. um, it's it's a beautiful place to be. Still, even though, you know, it feels like a lot of people are thinking that we're like Greece in its final days or something like that. It's like we're. It's like the coliseums are built and we're we're, we're yeah. there. The lights are on, but it's like eventually the tables might turn and yeah, it's, it's fucking, a scary fucking qu- things it's, collapse, dude. They do. It that's what, and when I start here, you know, when you start telling me about like Venezuela and stuff, it, it does kind of make me picture what that would look like here because of all the movies and stuff that we've seen kind of growing up. I honestly think that we'll split up into factions before something like that happens. You think? Yeah, I think like something like California will become its own like. It, like it, like if it, like if we came to that much turmoil, like the very liberal you parts think the of states the, will start seceding, kind of like I, how I it was before. I, I a liberal think, state would never secede. I don't think a southern no. state would. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm would. saying. They're that's waiting. That's They've what been what like, I'm hey, we were, like I think that like if we went rate. like full democratic socialist, that a lot of states would either leave the union or. They would just. I think maybe. I mean, it's gotten. I honestly think that like it could lead to like. I feel like there's been real tension between the states over the over the last. You know, for sure. Especially as far as funding and things like that, with all this big money coming back in and everything. Just everything. The way that they fucking dog each other. The way these governors go at the president and vice versa and all this shit. The way the Senate is. Not just the politicians, but what about like the kind of the multiculturalism that they push on us to kind of make us all go against each other? It's like. If we just all acted like we were equal anyway, it's like we wouldn't. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it separates I, us. I, I think that. You know what I mean? I think a lot of humans know this. Like, yeah. instinct, like they, they understand. Like, whenever, like when you're online, it's way easier to think of groups of people in good or bad light. But when you're in, in presence of someone, it's a totally different experience. Yeah, you just feel energy. You don't yeah, even think about that. You don't think about what, nothing. whatever narrative they've yeah, attached exactly it's like what kind of energy can we kind of transfer to each other in a positive way that's how i that's how i feel yeah man it's fucking humans are powerful creatures but at the same time we are um at the mercy of our leaders yeah but if you like i'm just saying though like if you really watch like a senate or house hearing you'll realize how big of a joke all this shit is 
Like I, that's the way I look at it. As like, far as as the far as like as far as us not having any bipartisanship, that's why I could see. What does that mean? That bipartisanship means like the Democrats say, and the, like, the Democrats and the Republicans coming together to make a better country. Which is which is supposed to be the plan, essentially. It's a spo- plan. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be the plan. Is that how it was set up originally? Yeah, no, that's exactly how it was split. George Washington, when he was elected president, he said they were trying to do parties before he was elected, and he says, "Do not do parties." Yeah, like, yeah he yeah. was one of the main people that said parties will divide this country. Let's and not we need label to stand each other. United. Essentially, right? Because as soon as you start doing not that, not a direct quote from the guy, but essentially what. He was trying to say. I don't know. Certain, certain. There's only there's only one thing right now that really all of the parties and all of the networks are kind of getting behind, and that's everybody needs to have this medicine in them right now, right? That seems to be the only thing that they're really all agreeing on, which is quite interesting. Um, no it, doubt, it's quite interesting. Are you vaccinated? I'm not vaccinated. I'm not either. I'm also not. We, uh, my wife, we're in an AA meeting right now. (laughs) My my whole thing, though, is like, I don't know why. Like, because, like, especially, like, this dumb shit. Like, if you go to donate sperm right now, Mm -hmm. you'll get more money for your sperm than a vaccinated person would. What? Really? Yeah. Hold on. Oh, they're trying to hold yeah, it like no, this Noah's is Ark. like no, like I'm I'm being. He said, "Hold on, listen." <laughs> like, hey, can uh, you can you look that up for us, uh, no, Jamie? I, can you yeah, can fat you Jamie? Yeah, fat Jamie. I'm not gonna say it. that's John's <laughs> nickname for you, John Morris's nickname for you. But uh, yeah, hold how on. much can you get for hold a load on, right on. now? It doesn't you don't have to type in vaccinated or unvaccinated? Let's not worry about that. But let's just say, how much can you get for a load of sperm right now? That's an important what's, question. What's the, what's the market? What is the market value? And what kind of and what kind of situation are we going to be in trying to talk to our spouses about the importance of this right now? Yeah. You know, how are we going to explain that? So to hold, our on, girls? hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. So hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, give, give it to me. Lay so it on our, me. I'm your girlfriend. They're, they're yeah. saying that Babe? the unvaccinated sperm Babe? is more, is more valuable. We have, we have. Yeah. That's what, that's what. Okay. I want to look it up. Superhero? I want to look it up after you this. You want to say the fucking world? You want to say this fucking relationship, but Jack? I want to look it up. Babe. Just to make sure, but it's Babe. like unlocking up. <laughs> but the average sperm donor is uh, paid between a hundred and one hundred and fifty dollars per visit. Um, that doesn't that doesn't that's better than blood, I'm sure. Um, but if you hit both in one day, I'm sure you can make a pretty decent wage. Yeah, that's true. And you can't. You can, I, you I, there's like jump back and forth. <laughs> You're gonna need something. Yeah. You guys have free pizza here. Yeah. One time, I, I used to go to Planet Fitness before I had an actual decent gym and uh they would have fucking pizza there sometimes mm. it's like right when you'd really get into it too and really i'm like two months into this fucking clean eating and all this training every day and then all of a sudden boom there's pizza right there and you, mm. you have to smell even if you don't want to eat it you got to smell it the whole time you're working out there's like 12 of them on the table it's just like it's a cycle of life dude. it's a revolving door dog that's how they keep them coming back i don't know but the, apparently there's demand for sperm donors. How long have we been going, Zachary? What's it say on the Zoom? <laughs> it's this this uh on the Zoom. Yeah. It says we got an hour and twenty one. We can wrap it up here soon. Okay. But I wanna Let's talk t- about I this. wanna tell you what this article says. Is unvaccinated sperm really the next Bitcoin? Let's Shut go, the dude. Fuck Let's up. go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if we start Let's, shooting in cups and just putting it in the freezer? We're just kind of saving it ourselves. We need to start an army. We need to get ahead of the game. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Relax, dog. Dude, we have, we have the, we have the, 
we have the the, the firepower. Yeah, we necessary. have we have the seed. We do, bro. This is fucking. I don't. I, I haven't. So I haven't read the Bible, but I feel like this is in the Bible. This or something. is Johnny Appleseed right now, bro. <laughs> yeah. We need to spread this apples trees across America. The world needs us. We're yeah. like we're like X Men. Seriously, dude. Or something. I don't know. I I don't know if they'll let me do it. I get a bunch of tattoos and shit. I don't know. That'll if that'll keep you from. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's. Okay, true. so apparently it's never kept me from giving blood. So or apparently, like, uh, it's not just the unvaccinated. But it, they're just having a sperm donor shortage. Uh, okay. Well, t- I so, take back everything. How many? I said. How many can you do a day? How many do they? Accept? I think you can only do like one. Yeah. One a day. I think you can do only one, one don. Well, like one donation, like a week or something. One like that. per week. Yeah, they need it all. They that doesn't seem fair. Yeah, but like I mean, like it, they could pump some. Think more about out. yeah. Think about how many you could do a day if you really wanted. Yeah, to. but they would be low quality. Yeah, exactly. If you could do one a day, if you. But could they're s- running short, so just take what if you, you can get on some wind troll. That's a fair point. If you can get on some wind. V. I was <laughs> when you V boost your sperm count. I uh, dude, I don't I, I don't know, but you you when you come, bro, it's like such an enormous amount. It's like ridiculous, bro. It's so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, cuz it's horse steroids. That's it's exactly. No, did it? you notice I said V? Winstrel V, it's for veterinarians, it's for horses. That's the shit that I was taking yeah. when I was taking. I, I I wasn't able to get like the real shit. Like, you were getting my yeah, my dude, <laughs> my dude like knew a vet or whatever. I don't know how it worked. <laughs> I don't know how it worked, but I think like horse handlers can get veterinarian stuff too. I didn't like, find hey. out until like after, but like he had said a hundred times when I got it from yeah Winnie V Winnie V you like the Winnie V that's what you the, the Winnie V and I'm yeah. like yeah Winnie V and then I started doing research because it actually fucked me up and I came off of it like emotionally and like yeah, physically for yeah, a couple yeah, of months yeah, yeah, I was completely yeah, unaware no, yeah. I was completely uh, caught off guard <laughs> by all this so I needed to get like over the counter test boosters and I needed to try to like get like <laughs> oh all this stuff God. right and it fucked me up and so I started doing research and Why I'm like fuck? Winnie V, I was like, what's the difference between Winstrel and Winstrel V? And they were like veterinarian. And I was like, uh, oh my God. So I'm taking animal fucking uh, steroids. And yeah, those are, those are the only steroids I've ever, and it was oral. I didn't, sh- I've never shot any steroids or anything. It was okay. just under the tongue. So Man. pretty wild, dude. <laughs> pretty fucking wild. That's, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. I yeah. know a couple dudes who took, uh, I think it was pills or oral or some shit like that. Yeah. But. I feel like it's not as bad. Um, Probably worse for your liver overall as far as toxicity is concerned. But Yeah, probably not a good idea. Yeah, probably not. Probably fucked me up. Dude, definitely fucked me up like emotionally. Like it kind of made me feel like a bitch for like a month. Like for real. Like really? I'm just like not I was I was just not horny or anything. I could definitely I could fit, I could use it if I needed to, mm-hmm. but just not even a thought. It was just I was the opposite. But the whole time You're I'm just on thinking it, about running in a field somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like the whole time I'm on it though, like super horny, like every day. Like you can't get enough. Like wake up with ragers. You can't. I'm like. It sounds like when you get off like, antidepressants. Is it the same way? Yeah, when you the, get off antidepressants, that you, fucks your dick up too, dude, right? Dude, when you're on antidepressants, like yeah, I like. You could sit there and play with it like it was like just a pile of pud, but like it doesn't even so it doesn't. Like, work, it does. You don't get the big finish. A lot of people say that on SSRDs like uh, like Adderall or uh, any kind of mind altering substance, as far as like psych meds, they fuck with you. They fuck with you uh, mentally because they say it's all mental when mm. it comes to like an erection and stuff like that. It's like I don't think it's a physical thing at all. Besides testosterone, when you get older, obviously you lose test. Right, so that has a huge factor as far as libido, but I think any of the mind-altering substances that change it 
if it's not changing you chemically like a Viagra or something like that would, which mm. is something that dilates your vessels, I think it's just mental. And that's my opinion. I'm not no doctor. I would probably agree with that. I but there's probably a blood pressure thing too, like as you get older. That's true said, too. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Or when you're coming off those steroids, it could have fuck, could fuck affect your blood pressure too. I never even so considered that. So you could be that. like depressed or something, and that's 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 all it takes. It may, it gave me a severe depression. Yeah, I think that could have been what caused like I've the heard impotence. That. I've heard, I feel like that's out there. Like yeah, that the mood swings and shit like that. People are fucking they, they go crazy off of, or they can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I knew uh, of this guy. I didn't know him, um, but this guy name was I think his name was Tom. Gunner, and he was from this neighborhood that I grew up in, and this guy was years older than me. But my parents used to talk about it, and he uh, he had real bad roid rage. And uh, one day he just shot himself in his Oof. driveway. Got into an argument with his girlfriend. What's up? Is the is the camera off or something? No, it's uh, we're running about at one thirty. Okay, you just give me the light. All right, I'm gonna finish this story. Yeah, so but, but basically, this guy just got into an argument with his girlfriend, and he just, just shot himself in his car in his driveway. From steroids. And that's the show. We're done now. <laughs> we end on that. That's we, it. We end on a suicide. No, that's, yeah. uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, but, no, dude. With it rest, is what dude, it is, though, right? Dude, what do you wrestlers say? Wrestlers do that. It happens with them. Yeah. Yeah. Chris What's Benoit. That? Yeah. Father of the year. Yeah. That's what I always say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude. All right. So I saw this TikTok the other day where this, uh, where this kid's, or this dude's around all of his kids and they're, um, like beating him with like pillows and just like he's just sitting there trying to play his game. And then out of nowhere, um, out of nowhere, the Chris Benoit uh, stage entrance music comes uh, on. <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucking funny, dude! You have to send me that. I'll have to that's find so it. funny. I'll have to find. There's a couple of them that I've seen, but that one was the funniest. Like. <laughs> dude, well, you know what? Uh, if anyone made it this far into the episode, they're obviously invested in a lot of stuff you had to say today, and they were interested in your story. So you want to do your Instagram? You want to tell your head oh, your Instagram? I just got Instagram, dude. You, okay, go ahead just and plug that up. It. I'm going to follow you, too. Uh, I don't even know what my screen name is. Dude. We're going to find out. I, is screen name even the, what people say? I think, no. Yeah, your ha- your your name. Just your username. Instagram name. Oh, username. So, my name is Jack Snodgrass. His name and, is Jack Snodgrass. And uh, my my handle him. is Jack dot Snod dot Grass. Jack dot Snod got dot Grass. Yeah. You guys follow follow my guy here, um, dude. Thanks for coming. Um, you have a really cool story, like your baseball career, um, really compelling stuff, dude. And then I think it's super funny. How you kind of started comedy uh, and uh, through a shitstorm, and then you just figured it out somehow. Yeah, we're trying, Fucking bro. Jamaicans at the zoo, <laughs> little <laughs> white Jamaican at the zoo. It was my little miracle. Yeah, that, that happened. This has been fun, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm glad you came, bro. And um, yeah, I'll send this to you when it's done. Uh, let's wrap it up. Cool, dude. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! Did your ears get fatigued in those a little bit? Mine? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm glad I got that on camera. Was it on camera? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I was going to say, I'm glad I was like, <laughs> the show. But it's still a funny outtake. You can just leave it up there. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I must have not typed it down. Anyway. Yeah, I got to put it all away.